Hey everybody, we're going on tour. We're releasing an album April 19th. It's called Super Glue. Listen to it. Um, Please. You'll probably like it. If you don't, it's cool. Listen to it once, at least. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. And then we're going on tour. Um, we start May 13th, and we're starting in Atlanta, and then we're ending in June 16th in the beautiful city of Little Rock, Arkansas. We'll put the dates here, maybe. Mm. Maybe not. Um, um, we talked with our uh, good buddy John Capisi today. Beautiful. He's guy. a beautiful, beautiful man. He's in a band called Nightly, and we really love Nightly. We've written several times with him. Um, we wrote Don't Want to Be Your Friend and Nervous with him, and we have more songs that we've written with him that we're really excited about. We love him so much. Um, we had a really good chat with him. Um, so here you go. I'm Steven. I'm Alan. We're Joan, and you're listening to... Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, guys. You're hey. looking very handsome today, Aww. as you always are. I'm loving the uh, sweater you got going on. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's uh, great. How are you? Hey, I, have to say, I have to say one thing, too. One more thing about your handsomeness. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's I go. Know, I know that we, uh, we did a show like a long time ago together, but I hadn't seen you guys in so long until you were in Nashville, hmm. and I was like, they're just so handsome in real life. <laughs> even even our manager was like, they're like pretty good looking guys. I was Aww. like, yeah, I know. I that's very forgot. sweet. That's a that's a very nice way of saying we weren't handsome back then, and now all this <laughs> you're like out of nowhere. There, I don't <laughs> they know. Look maybe better. just yeah, you just aged well like a fine wine. Thanks, man. <laughs> well, we're we're in our fifties now, so it yeah. helps it helps to hear. <laughs> yeah. um, thank you, buddy. Man, that show that that was. What year was that? 18? 19? It was it was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. It was I think that might have been like our first Nashville headline show. Oh, I for real. Say. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Um man, that was forever ago. That was a good show. That was a really good show. I remember it the, was. It was super fun. Yeah. I remember the sound. There was like a weird sound situation that day or something, but it all worked out and it was a packed house and I, I look fondly yeah. at that show. That venue is no longer a venue now, I think, but mm-hmm. it was my favorite small room, but it's one of those things where you have to like have the right sound guy to work it. Yeah. The other thing I remember about that show is we were on a label at the time and the show had sold out so they like sent a film crew, spent a bunch of money to film it. And then like whoever they hired like didn't know what they were doing, and all of the files were corrupt. So we like no. didn't end up having any of that footage. It was just like a bunch of like static and blurry lights and stuff. <laughs> like sick, oh, isn't that great? That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. There's no better way yeah. to tell that story. Wow. <laughs> they still make a first cut and everything. It's just like it's just. No, they awful. Do. Well, the funny thing is, they try. They tried to like salvage it, and they're like, I mean, there was multiple cameras. Probably three people flew out from LA to do it. Wow! And I felt bad because I was really upset. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But after like that passed, I was like, I felt bad for the people who did it because it was like our digital person at the time, and it was like one of her first projects. And Mm -hmm. now she's like crushing it. She does like Olivia Rodrigo and all this stuff. But whoever she hired, which just did a terrible job, but they tried to do like an edit where it was just like this one camera angle and then like a few artsy shots that were like the blurry ones, and it just came out so bad. Like it was terrible. They realized that their lenses were just fogged up. It was like permanent blur. Um, well, they blamed it. They blamed it on like not knowing that we were going to have lights or something. Okay, like, at, a, like, at a show. Okay, do you expect us to play in the dark? <laughs> have you ever been to a show before? That's so good. So that was great. That that brings up an interesting question that I just thought of. Like, how how are you with um, creative control and letting go of it? Because uh, the the label saying you know hey we want to bring these people in there are you know our people or whatever um, and then just kind of being like okay uh, we hope it's good kind of thing are you good with that are you like do you hold that stuff tight how, how is that for you it's changed like I feel I feel like it's almost like come for full circle in that in the beginning because we're we're not with a label now mm. um, but at the time we were with. Uh, Interscope, which is like one of the big, big yeah. daddies, and <laughs> big you just daddies, th- I like that. you just <laughs> think like when you sign to a label that they know how to do everything. Like this mm. is all they, this is how bands blow up is they sign to a label and then you're did you sign with the them next day like pretty early on? <clears throat> yeah, it was right away. It was it was like our first song. Oh um, wow! Um, yeah, and. So I think in the beginning, I did, I like was a little bit, I mean, we were always a part of like the creative vision, all that stuff, but I don't know. They throw a lot of money at a lot of things. They'll do a photo shoot that costs 20 grand and then a video shoot that costs 60 grand, you know, like it's just crazy money. Mm. And um, before that, when we were kind of making all of the content for the first single, it was just us with our friends running and gunning. Yeah. And yeah, like I just found out very quickly that if you aren't in control or at least having some sort of final cut, you know, say in it, then stuff can get off off the rails really quick. Mm -hmm. And just because you throw money at something doesn't mean it's going to be good. Right. Right. So then, then we just started hiring this one guy who's, been with us now for a couple of years. Is that Zach? Named Zach. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Love and his stuff. Yeah, he's great. And so now we kind of do everything our way, regardless of who we're involved with. Because we've yeah. done different, like, either like brand things or private things where they'll want like their own guy. And we're still like, we can use them, but Zach's still going to kind of creative direct totally with yeah. us. Yeah. And then at first, I think I was really on top of Zach, just like knowing what I wanted, like making sure each shot is like written out beforehand. And I think with time, we still have creative meetings and kind of brainstorm what we want the general thing to be. And it's like, all right, is this going to be, you know, shot with more of a fish island? Like whatever, we'll have like that Mm -hmm. conversation. But now I've sort of like let go a little bit more um, just because there are other people that can do certain things better than yeah. I or anyone in the band can. Totally. 
So there's certain things, like I still do most of the t-shirt designs and stuff, um, but I've been trying to do, like to let go more of yeah. that. So it's kind of like kind of full circle, but now it, like I have somebody that I trust in that position, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No, that's like so important to like find those people that like, even if you have to like make sure that your vision is like understood at the beginning, like he obviously knows exactly what you're, you're going to want in the end and like what you guys as artists like want for nightly. So it's like having that person where you're not having to rack your brain all the time on like creative decisions and creative thoughts and all that stuff. And you can focus on the music more and then you can have overall thoughts, you know, but being in the kind of minutia of everything, I feel like that's where for me, at least it drives starts to drive me nuts where I'm like, I like the control and I like the details, but then also whenever it's thinking about music and what the artistry needs to be and and then what every little detail of the video and like logistics and all that stuff, it like just builds up so much and just can drive you crazy really, really quick. There's just so, like not enough yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. It's a time thing. And I think the best like some of the most successful people, like leaders or whatever, just are good at delegating. And yeah. I've never, that's never been my gut. So I've just tried to get better at like delegating things that people yeah. can do better and not having to be like Mr. Control Freak over right. everything. And Zach does a great job. And we still talk a ton and there's still a ton of communication, even in the actual, we just shot a video uh, Friday. There's a ton of communication, especially that week leading up to it. And then while we're actually shooting and there's, mm-hmm. you know, monitors that were checking shots and stuff. But he did most of the legwork himself um, after the initial idea. So, yeah. What about you guys? Do you, do you guys have like one person or is it like kind of you, you go to a few people? Yeah. We, so <clears throat> visually, Steven's the, the guy. Um, he does all the artwork, all the visual socials, all that. Um, we brought on two people, uh, one for like music videos and, um, kind of creative direction on that stuff. Our buddy, Brandon, um, who's been with us, what for? Yeah. The whole album cycle for yeah. sure. So Brandon's, Brandon's our Zach essentially, um, cool. with, with, with that stuff. And so, and then actually and he's in Arkansas with you guys. No, he's in Oklahoma actually. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. okay. and he's done, so much. He's done a ton of music videos, commercial work. He's just he's kind of done the gamut. Um, and then Jake Ruth, who is to our right, um, has come on to help us with all, all sorts of stuff from socials, content, creative direction on on the daily stuff too. Like, um, so it, I've as a third party view, I'm not the visual guy. I'm I have opinions, and I um, if Steven's like, hey, A or B, which do you like better? You know, I'm. I'm that guy. I'm like the editor of, of you know, that not physically editing, but sure. just like I, um, uh, or I'll have like the one decent idea on a music video to like change a scene. Just so, you know, like I'm that guy. Um, You're the taste guy. I'm, well, <laughs> maybe, but, um, but with Steven being third party view over him, like what I've seen, it'd be helpful for him to let go of some of that kind of the same way you have is exactly that. There's not enough time in the day for us to like 
write the song, produce the song, do the podcast, do the music video, have the three label calls that week. Like it just starts stacking. And then on top of that, it's like your normal daily, we need to keep our fans engaged on socials and we have a discord now. Like there's just 15 different gears and cogs moving at once. And it's like, okay, what, what's like the pecking order of importance that we need his brain on and what's, you know, let's go to the lower part of that totem pole. I've used a lot of analogies for, yeah, for this like ladder, this metaphorical ladder here. <laughs> um, but like, what's the lower stuff that that can be kind of passed off, or maybe it's high high level stuff, but it's like idea land mm-hmm. to where like having Jake's brain on. Okay, how do we uh, take this idea and and really like make it better to where Steven's not up till eleven, like thinking through fifteen. Well, you still are, but that's yeah. just how you're wired. But um, or Brandon, <clears throat> excuse me, Brandon for a music video let him just kind of take that creative direction. That in the last two years has been really helpful because when we did our last EP cycle, High and By, that was a song a month for eight months. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I mean, it was every, we had to have it so scheduled out for those eight months of just like, just so we didn't get behind on a song. Like vocals have to be done this day, you know? So if it's, if the bridge isn't finished, it's gotta be finished, which was like healthy because the boundaries helped us get stuff done. But, it also can create stress. So yeah. after that, I think we kind of realized where our strengths were with time management and where they weren't and then started delegating kind of like yeah. you're talking about. And it's been mega helpful for us. But the delegating thing is like exactly what like needed to happen. <clears throat> I think we we just like had such a grip on it and like found it so important as kind of a, like our identity as Joan and... Um, <coughs> Was that your chair? That's the chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. He this just chair, slowly I'm gonna, sinks. I'm going <laughs> to fall over at any moment. Anyway, continue. But yeah, I mean, like, there just gets to a point where it just becomes too much. And then I kept, I kept finding myself where I was just like, the reason I got into this, like, uh, like wanted to do music in the first place was like at the end of the day because of the music. And so right. like I found myself having to take up more brain space thinking about things that aren't the music and, um, which, are, which I, are important things, which are super important, but, but, but I, we knew people that we could pass it off to and could trust it with. And so we were just like, we need to do that. Why, why aren't we doing that? So, yeah. um, so yeah, that was really good, good for us. So, I'm glad to hear are it's, you a, it's working for Are you an il- Illustrator guy or Photoshop? I'm all Photoshop. Use? Yeah, same. Yeah. I, it, I, I like see people work in Illustrator because Zach works in Illustrator, and I'm like, I should, I should do that. But I'm just like, yeah. I don't have time to learn it's, something it's else. Cleaner, it's cleaner, but it's, in my opinion, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, it's not worth it, you know? It's like the no. Logic Pro Tools. It's like, yeah. I grew Ableton, up on Pro Tools, yeah, yeah. and I, I can edit faster in it, but... I love creating in Logic, and I'll I'll take the learning curve of editing all day long and take another three hours to, on a session uh-huh. just because it's I'm more comfy, you know. So yeah, which is annoying. But uh, do you do you? Uh, I guess a follow up on that with <clears throat> the attention economy we live in now, um, where essentially the artist, you know, I feel like when we were coming up, or gro- maybe growing up is, is a better word since we were too young to be in a band maybe, but you know, you're like adolescence and you're listening to NSYNC and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it seemed like there were less artists out there um, and socials weren't really a thing yet. 
So the job of an artist was exactly what you just said. Like, obviously you had PR appearances and if you were big enough to get on TV, you did, you know, you did, you did other, <clears throat> other things while I'm dying. Um, but your job at the end of the day was to be an artist, to create songs that people love. Um, <clears throat> how do you find like mentally maybe both like mental health wise and just overall, like how do you feel about it? Like, the fact that now maybe artists are less just artists and more content producers as well. Like it's kind of, you kind of have to be all in, all in on everything to make it really, unless I guess maybe you're like upper echelon, but even then big artists are expected yeah. to be a present on TikTok, you know, or whatever. But I mean, it's, it's just like what you were saying. You're literally right before this listing off everything that you can and should be doing as an artist. Yeah. And it's a million things, you know, yeah. it's, it's a million things, just socials alone. There's however many platforms and now you guys are on discord. Um, and it's like that, that alone, there are people whose jobs are just social media, right? you know, just TikTokers, or just influencers on Instagram, whatever. And you're supposed to be that while also being a songwriter and like I feel like there's a lot of similarities in how we kind of run yeah. our mm -hmm. bands. Like we're the songwriters, we're the producers, you know, the, the the live aspect, and then like you said, engaging in fans and oh, let's get a phone number and let's do an email list and then merch and then it's like designing the merch, doing the merch drops and all that stuff. So I mean, I struggle with it a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's very like if you aren't like on top of it, it just can roll you over. Yeah. And I think a big thing for me has been in the last year, especially, is like trying to get back to the fun of it, you know? And it's tough because we talk about all these things that we like have to do for the just like. I don't know, business aspect, I suppose, where mm. it's like, even right now, we have our whole year and beyond planned out, right? So we're ro rolling out new music, which is going to wrap up into an album, which is then there's going to be a tour and like specific things. And it's like, it just gets to be a lot. So I don't yeah. know, it's a, it's a struggle. And I, I feel like I tap in and out, you know, like mm. sometimes I'm really on top of it and then sometimes like right now when we're recording this probably not when we're airing it but I'm like not not very on socials you know we kind of do our things that we have to do with our reels and mm -hmm. Instagram stuff but we're not like we haven't I mean maybe we've hinted at new music but like on my personal I'll maybe post like a story a week I'm mostly just off right now because yeah. I feel like I'm in very much in album finishing mode. And that's what's like been so fun for me. And I kind of had to have like, uh, not an argument, but I kind of had to have a conversation with our management and they're, they're amazing. But where I was just like, I need to put all of myself into this hmm. because if I'm being dragged in this direction, that direction and having meetings and that kind of comes back to the delegation thing because we sort of started out January and had a bunch of meetings lined up with, whoever, this, that, and the other. And after week one, I was like, we're not going to get this album done if 
every other day we have a meeting at 3 p.m. or drinks at 6 with this person. Like, it's just not going to get done. Yeah. And so I think I've definitely tried to... And when I say I, I really mean all three of us in the band, like, have tried to limit ourselves in everything... Oops. Everything that we do uh, to try and do, like, that better, you know? Because I, I feel like you just get spread too thin. Like, when I say you, I mean, like, I know I get spread too thin. Yeah. When it's like... We're doing all all the stuff, and it's just taking up some part of my subconscious that I want to be focused on making music. And I've really tried to rediscover what I like, what I love, and what kind of like recharges me, and just focus on that. Even if some other things have to like suffer, sure. In the meantime, you so know? so what's what's worked for you to like kind of go back to that headspace or like. How do you how do you kind of exercise like going back to the fun of it for for you? Like what have you found? I mean, I think it's a lot of things like you guys, I don't know your experience, but for us, especially being signed super early on in this band's lifetime, we were kind of thrown into you get thrown into like this kind of gamut where we we were sent out to LA a lot. We were there about six months a year. Mm. And we would be stacked up with, you know, co-writes and writing doubles almost like five days a week yeah. and then still working on Saturdays. And then you're in this dark studio at two in the morning with some jaded like dude who's like written some hits and maybe it's, or maybe it's a, you know, Maybe it's not an old dude, it's like a young hot writer, but they're like trying to crank out hits. And then it's like by week one, you've written 12 songs and you hate all of them, you know? <laughs> and yeah, yeah I've just, I think I've just tried to like redefine what success is to me. Like, and a big piece of that, at least right now for myself, is just like happiness, you know? Like, what makes me happy? And the thing that has like done it for me in the studio now to make it not feel like I'm clocking into work is like, we just jam. Like we, I'm like, I miss the days when we would just play in our parents' basement for hours, you know, like trying to cover like Creed songs or something. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, I love it. So yeah, I think creatively, like it's been so fun. And this is the first time that I feel like I'm driving, Yesterday I was driving to the grocery store and I was just like listening to all the demos being like, this feels so exciting to me. Mm. And I think it's been a little while because we were kind of in that world where we were like between label deals, still entertaining labels, like getting calls, things like that. And they like, they have a specific definition of success Mm. and what they want. And they can ultimately like ha- look similar when they get to a certain level, but the way that you get there is a little bit different, especially when it comes to like releasing music, you know? And this is no shade on labels, but you're lucky, you know, each single holds so much weight and you need to like push pre-saves and like they, they want 
a big, huge single and they're less concerned with the body of work, right? right? And for us, it was just like last year, we only put out a couple of songs and they were all kind of one-off singles. And we were just like, we want to do an album and we're going to do it our way. And so we're really not co-writing with a lot of people yeah. that we don't know. Um, the first... <clears throat> I think we have like 12 songs right now. And of those, probably nine are like just the three of us have written and and we're producing all of it. And so that just feels fun again. It's not, I, I don't really know how else to explain it. So, yeah. And it then like feels like, like your version of that, like going back and just jamming and, and kind of like just yeah. figuring it out. And obviously, there's like, we are co-writing like we have certain co-writers that we love that we've kind of like just worked with them yeah more than trying a bunch of new people cuz that's so hard dude mm-hmm. like it's so hard to be hopping in an uber showing up at somebody's studio in some random place that you've never met mm-hmm. and they've you have listened to, spend to your, they, 2 hours yeah, like just getting, getting to know yeah. each other and then yeah and and you probably only have like four hours there in the first place. And they probably <laughs> listened to like your top two songs on Spotify. And they were like, okay, yeah, I get it. I know what yeah. they need to be. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I started this track and you're like, oh God, like, <laughs> and it's just, it's just a yeah. shittier version of, you know, yeah. some your song top that's already song, released. Yeah. yeah. That came out three and a half years right. ago. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. all right. So. Totally. And again, I, I see both sides of it. Like as someone who writes for other people, I understand how like difficult it can be to be thrown in like week two of somebody's month long trip to Nashville yeah. or to LA. It's it's totally. not easy, but um, so we we definitely are using some of our favorite writers because it feels like we have a relationship, and so right. the deepest relationship we have is definitely with the three three of us so I, I can say something that is a non-musical term and I'm like this should sound more you know fluffy whatever and it's mm-hmm. like oh like and Joey knows like what I'm going for or like mm-hmm. that guitar part should be a little bit more you know angry or something and it's like we kind of have vocabulary with each other yeah. and so yeah. um and that's I think that in turn now as we're doing all of the creative stuff like talking about the videos the Instagram posts, it's made me excited about that aspect again because it's not just like, all right, well, what are we gonna, you know, put up on socials like right. this week and blah blah blah. It's like, no, everything kind of has like a vision and a purpose that we rediscovered in that like fun yeah. period, if you will. It is it is interesting the and again, no shade on labels at all. Probably just broader industry wide, where they see something work somewhere, and then it's just like that's now the formula that's sought after. So it's like we need one single. You guys remind me of X Y Z artist. So I'm gonna put you with someone who has written a song in that vein, and they got whatever 50 million streams. And then yeah, now it's up to you to go to this complete stranger's studio and basically flash in a pan, recreate this light lightning, lightning in a bottle moment. And it, what's hard for us, uh, just Steven and I, we, we did that. Um, we had worked with a producer very, very front with a few songs and, and the way it 
the way the process was, was we sent stems of the demo, basically. He took them, beefed it all up, and then boom, we had like some magic. But a lot of the, the writing, the, a lot of the pre-production work was just us in my a bedroom, you know. Um, so then we were like, okay, well, the next logical step is to go try to see what happens in person. And while we had a lot of fun and learned a lot, it it was a complete waste of time in terms of we, we got... There was nothing good. Nothing good. It. And it was... Um, <clears throat> Oh, we love him as a person and, and all that, but it was just like, there was no chem, real, from our end, real chemistry. Um, and it, everything felt forced. And we were just like, we revered this person. And so you're like, you know, I did, I'm just going to go with whatever their gut is, but their gut did not line up with our gut at all. And so we left after like three days. And I just remember we had a really early morning wake. It was like a 3 a.m. to get to the, to the flight at LAX at like, you know, 5.30 or something or 6. And I remember calling our manager, and, and at the time we had another man, co-manager, Johnny, and in London, so we're like, it's middle of the day for them. And I'm just texting them at like 3 a.m. going like, guys, I love you, but this was not good. <laughs> like, can we not do this again? You know, like, they're like, how are the songs sounding? And we're like, if we salvage anything from this, it'll be a miracle. And again, it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't at all what Joan was at that time or even since. And so mm. even kind of having collaborated with this person, even just a little bit remotely, um, even that didn't really work. And that's not to say it doesn't work and it can't work, but kind of, it feels like being thrown, like throwing paint on a wall and just hoping something sticks. I would just rather do that with you mm-hmm. or bring you, you know, someone that we've written with, someone that we trust. We know your ear. We know your melodic sensibilities. We know your songwriting just like a common commonality, and we're at least going to get something good out of it. It might not be a smash. It might not be Adele's next single, but like we're going to all feel really good about it. And I, I trust those instincts more than some random guy or girl that you know. I'm just going off like one accolade that they did, and yeah. so I don't know. It it starts to feel like the industry is just like this worked, so it'll work here too. And it's like not not necessarily. Like everyone's yeah. process is so different. So anyway, yeah, but. it's it's tough too because I, I really do see it from all angles and yeah. a lot of my frequent collaborators are people that I met that way so I can't mm. necessarily bash that right and I, I'm not trying to bash that I think yeah just for nightly and where we are and where we're trying to go it was important for the three of us to kind of reconnect and rediscover yeah, our like love and a big thing too that I'm trying to do is, um, is like let go of results, you know, because mm. like you really can't control the end product, anyways. I've been in situations where we're at the biggest label in the world, and the president of A and R is saying like this is a smash, mm. and you know, and it's not, and then the one that like nobody cared about and didn't even want to be released ends up performing the best. So it's like, I also think if you're making music for that reason, yeah, you know, it's like we all, we all, of course we want to grow. We want to write the best songs we can. And like, we want people to connect to them because, you know, we connect with them hopefully. But I think just making your best work and like leaving the results up to the universe is something that I've been trying to be okay with because, mm. At the end of the day, you can't control what other people like or don't like, but 
but you can control what you like. So if it's going to have the same chance of being, you know, successful or not, then um, I'd rather it be something that I just love and I'm playing in the car on the grocery store, drive to the grocery store and want to sing on tour 500 times over the next, you know, couple of years. So focusing more on that, um, which we always have to some degree. I just think sometimes there's like outside pressures, outside ears, like we need a tempo, we need a a this, we need a (laughs) sync song, we need a whatever. And even if you're like, yeah, whatever, I don't care, like enough of that gets inside your head and then you just start thinking about it subtly, you know? And I think the best, the best, um, some of the best songwriters, collaborators for me have been the ones who maybe understand the artist, what they've done or, or or whatever, and they like can just maybe introduce like a new yeah. ingredient or a new angle or a new hmm. like something that's just stirs it up a little bit. Because I love those moments where you're like, oh, we haven't had like just a piano in a song, or we right. haven't done like a six eight. So like whatever like the small thing is, it's like because yeah. I think sometimes we get this idea of like this is what Joan is, this is right. what Knightley is, right. yeah. and it's and we paint ourselves into this thing where it's like the best artists can evolve, and that evolution, I think, whatever like gets to that spark is a trait that like some of the best producers, co-writers artists possess is like and it takes experimentation so it's tough to say like yeah you could go out to LA for two weeks and not come back with anything but you could be so pissed off when you get back that you write something that ends up like sparking that change anyways and you're like totally you know so it's it's really tough to say but I am definitely so much more precious with my time right now right and if something is draining me then I kind of cut it out. Yeah, I, I'm trying to eliminate that. Like, because again, we can't control the results. So I want to at least enjoy the process and like the product that that we're making. Yeah. yeah. So I would rather write a song that like isn't. I'm trying to think if I actually mean this. I think I do, <laughs> but it's like I would rather write a song and like enjoy it, and it's not than like write a song in a situation that I hate with people that I hate and it ends up like, yeah, you know, becoming more successful or something. That's yeah, just totally. the place I'm in right now. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. I, I've actually kind of reflected on like when we made the album, like basically from like April until September of last year was kind of our six month, whatever yeah. p- block that we did. And I've just been like, reflecting on that and looking so like looking back so fondly on on that time and just like that being like that's we've never really done that process before before where we just like write as many songs as possible throw everything at the wall see what sticks for us see what makes sense as an album like it was just a lot of new parts of the process for us like creatively and just like felt so good and fresh and and cool and um, on one hand, I've like been looking back on those memories like so fondly, but also been thinking like, do I love these songs like way more 
obviously I love them as songs, but do I love those songs because we made those songs mm-hmm. in the like in my favorite times like creatively too? And I don't think that's anything to like discount. You know, like if if that is the case, like that's that's a big part of me in my life that like I really enjoyed and like it was just so good for me as an artist to do. And so it's like e- even if the songs don't do what, you know, what every artist hopes they do like for for your career or whatever, like I'm so proud of that like time, you know, and that yeah. and those songs that we came out of with that. So I don't know, that's that's an interesting thought too. Like you have memories that are associated with every song that you write, like who you wrote with and what mm-hmm. what environment the what you know, what the environment was around those songs. So like that's just as as important almost like for you as as uh kind of the the writer and artist too. Well and I think <clears throat> I don't think it does discount it because I think the intentionality that we put in those six months sh- like shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't think anyone, someone could listen to the album and go, not my cup of tea. That's fine. You know, it's not, obviously not, everything is not for everyone, but, um, yeah, you, but I you're don't an think you, yeah, what, what'd you say? <laughs> said, yeah, but you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think like, I do think it'd be, you'd be hard pressed to find someone, even if it's not their cup of tea that would not listen to it and go a lot of attention to detail was put into this, mm-hmm. which should reflect intentionality, which should reflect time, which should inflect, reflect our heart behind, you know? So it's like, I think all that stuff does show in it. It um, That's probably why I, I prefer, I've, I've kind of come full circle on this. I loved albums growing up and then like everything switched to so single based. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I kind of fell into that and I was just like scanning through who's this person's newest single, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm kind of re-falling back in love with albums um, because like you were saying, John and you, Steven, like if you, if you're able as an artist to just kind of hunker down, put your head down and just work on a body of something, a catalog of songs, not over five years. I mean, some people, I guess, take years, but even just six months, whatever. And though you're doing other content, content type things, that's the main objective. It just like makes for a better product for, uh, mm. for us. I, I'm, I'm assuming for you too, of just like, you're able to kind of put blinders on some other things and go, I'm not going to worry about that stuff. I want to make the best damn album I can make. How do we do, you know, how do I do that? I need time to do that. I need mm-hmm. like intentional time. And um, yeah, anyway, I, all that to say, I think, I think the intentionality shows and, and I, I'd add as an aside, John, for, for from us to you, like you've been, um, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking back in my head, aside from us collaborating together, our f- most collaborative Totally. process like writing wise and one of the reasons I love writing with you is um, I feel like we have s- s- uh, similar melodic sensibilities but you always bring some like twist to a melody that I'm like oh, I wouldn't have thought of that like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and so I love having your brain on our songs because um, all the songs we've written together even ones that aren't released yet like uh, they're genuinely some of my favorite of ours. And so kudos to you. Uh, when we wrote, um, for the listener, John's written several songs with us. We've written uh, on the new album, Nervous and Don't Want to Be Your Friend specifically. Um, he brought in a new pal for us, Emily Falvey. And um, I, I, even just that moment, I think if I remember the session correctly, I had one hook and it was the, you make me nervous, which I was hearing as the end of the phrase, like, that'd be like the hook into like a turn. And then all of a sudden, like you and Emily just like looked at each other and were like, 
go. And it's like within five minutes, we had yeah. a chorus and I was like, holy crap, that was so fast. <laughs> so I, I love that. I love reflecting on that trip to Nashville and, and those, those sessions with you guys because that, that was a blast, like getting to see, you know, we've done Zooms and like we, we know each other and stuff, but getting to see you like in the flesh, in person, real time processing and how, how kind of your brain just starts spinning um, was cool. I, I think we learned a lot on that trip just to see you guys work. And um, anyway, huge fan of you is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. So thanks, man. Yeah, Emily's Emily's um incredible. She's definitely she's a great she's just an incredible songwriter and human. Um yeah. and she's really good. She's one of my people I'd say there's like three people that I in Nashville that I work with on a somewhat regular basis. Yeah. She, Emily's like the fixer. Like that's that's like how I think of her is like I'll get stuck somewhere or I'll have an idea or I'll have a chorus and I'll and then and I'm I'm stuck and I call I'm like all right like literally did it last week we were working on this idea for a long time and I was just like Emily what are you doing right now she's like oh I'm just at you know Soho whatever like I was like can you come over right now she's she's, <laughs> she's like Soho. <laughs> I'll be there in fifteen I was like yeah so um. Yeah, she's she's incredible, but I think that's the thing. Like that's when that's when collaboration is beautiful. Is when you're like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of my my melodic brain wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, um, and that's that's when it's great because it's kind of just taking you like outside of your own box for a second, mm-hmm. and then. It is. It can be such like a valuable learning experience. Like I, I've started to think of songwriting as like, <clears throat> excuse me, like, uh, it's almost like you have like a tool belt or something, and you can work with somebody and learn something, and then you just add that to your tool belt. You mm-hmm. know, like uh, I'm trying to think of like a good example where it's like, oh, what if it's a, a a drop chorus where the chorus goes down and and you had never done that before and you're like oh, okay so now if I ever get to this problem again I can try that and yeah. that's my mm. hammer or it's like what about a non lyrical uh, hook where it's like a la or a na or whatever mm-hmm. and you're yeah. like oh that that just opened my mind or what about and then you kind of like okay that's my like screwdriver and then it's like then you kind of when you get to a problem you have like more tools in your tool belt to kind of figure out the puzzle of what the song yeah. should be. And that's something that I feel like can only be learned through collaboration. Cause you meet mm. somebody and they teach you something or you like observe something and you're, you're like, Oh, that's interesting. I can use that in the future. And then you just kind of have a broader vocabulary. And so all my favorite collaborators in Nashville have that. Seth Ennis is amazing. Yeah. Um, Andrew Stolzing and Emily Falvey, those are probably like my three in Nashville. And then I have some people I love in LA. But um, yeah, the other, I think there was one other thing I was going to say because we were talking about like making the album and the kind of like catharsis is in making music is that we are artists, you know, and we're just doing it to some degree for ourselves. Like you have to be. Right. So it's yeah. like, I don't know. I, I've tried to just do it for myself, <laughs> you know, like me and the guys a little bit more. 
and again, just letting go of like whatever results. Because totally. if you just if you want to make money, like I would get a different job, you know. <laughs> right. if, if if I was no just doubt. if I like that's not the reason. Sure, it's great to like do it full time, and I'm super grateful. But Same I never man. want that to be like at the forefront of anything that I do for nightly or or whatever. I just like I love songwriting so much, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I know you guys too do too because yeah. it's like nobody would do it <laughs> for this long, like unless they <laughs> you know unless they loved it. And so totally, just having like to con- consciously remind myself. Like even the first song, which by the time this airs will be out, it's like I don't know if people are gonna like it. It's a different thing. It's not what we kind of have songs that I think would be more expected to be first that are on the album. Yeah, but it was like it just we just wanted to do it because we loved it, and um, I don't know. I love making those types of decisions again because we're not asking for the opinion of a label right now or this or that. It's just what we want to do. And that's like a very, it's kind of invigorated me a little bit and given me a newfound excitement for, for stuff and not comparing like yourself to somebody else, to what this band is doing or that artist is doing. It's like, who cares, man? Like, yeah, we're going to put like the song again, it'll be out by the time this is out, but it's like, it's a six, eight, piano ballad that's like 66 bpm you know and everybody's like i love it banger first you know it's like it's gotta be just the crowd banger and we were just like yeah i don't know people might hate people might hate this or might be like what Mm -hmm. but uh i don't know that's like exciting to me yeah but it's it's also cool to like show fans and and listeners like kind of like where where you are as artists too as like a, a first offering too just to be like this it's obvious that we don't care as much about this i think you know like doing something like that you're you're basically saying like this is what we want you to listen to and this is like really important to us so like come come along with us kind of thing like it i don't know at the end at the end of the day like are there bangers anymore you know it's like <laughs> It's like right. people people love just I don't know. It's like I, I think people really love songwriting more than ever now, and like just like what words are being said and what meaning yeah. you know are what meaning is in the song. So like maybe that's the banger, you know. Like maybe you know. So you never know. Yeah. And I, I think I think that's really cool. And kudos for y'all, like to just do that and like do what you want and like do what's fun for you. You well, know that's who, huge. Who who. Who do you who do you trust the most? Like, if I'm a fan of an artist, and I would hope I'd say this if I wasn't doing this as a career, but like, uh, the weekend, let's just throw out a like whatever he puts out, I'm just gonna be like, that's what he wanted to do. He has a label, all that, but that represents him automatically. So it's like, who who do you trust most when you listen to an artist? That what you're hearing, like, is that the label that you're hearing? No, it's the artist. It's the artist's voice. Is it? the fans that you're hearing no it's should be the artist voice you're hearing so i'm just kind of like sometimes even with the the tension and I, we probably don't get it as much at this at our level like respectively where where you guys are and where we are but i'm assuming where you have like 
seemingly rabid fan bases and like K-pop, for instance, where you just like crazy numbers and you know all that. Like, there's millions of people, all this stuff. It's like they probably feel a pressure more than we do to um, please fans to a certain degree. Um, and while I want fans to like what we're doing, I'm also like, you've liked us for the last five years, unless we just took a crazy turn, <laughs> like you're more than likely going to at least somewhat like what we're doing. So like, just trust, trust that the artistry is still here. Not, not to say that you can't lose that. And there's definitely been, you know, the sophomore album slump and, you know, artists that do kind of get lost and do something so left of center that it kind of loses everybody. I get that, but you guys aren't doing that. We're not doing that. Like we're still innately Joan. You guys are still innately nightly, your voice, my voice, his voice, like all this stuff. I'm like, I just kind of want to sometimes look at industry people and honestly fans sometimes and go like, just trust us. Like mm -hmm. the Joan you fell in love with, the nightly you fell in love with, still us. Um, we might throw a curveball here and there, but we need that, you know. And I think ultimately the fans need it because it's going to keep us evolving and giving them good music. And but it does raise this interesting, interesting question about like intent and um, how much what we do, like you said, is for us and just scratching an itch of artistry and songwriting and a desire we have and how much of it it is like commercial, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, commercial fulfillment or fan fulfillment or because mm. um, we love our fans and we're very interactive with our fans and very personal and we have our uh, Jonely fans and like we, we can really like dive deep with them. But at the end of the day, am I writing a song for them or am I writing a song for us? Yeah. Sometimes those lines are blurred. Like I don't, I don't always know, you know. I like, but I'm with you. I'm trying to get back to that simple, like the Joan you fell in love with. We were just in a bedroom, not you, metaphorically you. Um, <laughs> maybe I would you. love to be in a bedroom with you guys. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hey, come over anytime, buddy. Um, but that that Joan, you, I guess, this is my point. That Joan you fell in love with was two guys out right out of college, just trying stuff in our bedroom studio and we, we struck some sort of magic together. We're just trying to continue that. And so some of the pressure from, from industry fans, I'm like, don't try to, don't try to um, force a product, like trust us. Like we've had this, this whole time, we're going to continue just growing and getting better. And so um, I think that frustrates me sometimes from like an industry standpoint of like, which luckily we, we have been luckily in the, the label we're with photo finish and, and, and probably mostly this, the slew of labels and, and people we've worked with do trust us. Like they've seen results from the level that we've been at and gone, okay, these guys visually know what they're doing. They've got a brand, they've got a look, they've got a sound. We figure that out. But um, I do feel for artists who don't get that same luxury and are kind of like put into a box pretty, pretty early. And then, you know, don't have a good chance to like break out of it, I guess. So anyway. Yeah, I'm definitely. Done. I think I think for us, we just have everybody has their own unique story. But for us, without like getting too long winded about it, but yeah, we were signed very early off of our first song. <clears throat> we had made um an EP and it was the same kind of thing. We just found this guy who we were set up on a random session with, made some music, ended up really making some magical things together is our friend uh, Keith Varon. He's out in LA and he, Keith had no real producing experience. I mean, he had been producing and he had done some like things, but like nothing crazy. And again, we, we were nobody and we, we made this EP that um, 
that we loved and that was kind of the creation of the sound and then we got signed very early off our first song and the label was like okay now you're gonna go work with you know fill in the blank a-lister producers blah 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 and it was a little bit of a disruption of the magic that like the Mm. four of us had made you know and that's one thing that I've never really understood is that something works, it goes viral, whatever, it gets to the point where, you know, labels are interested in signing it. And then they're like, okay, let's now let's switch it up. And, and you're like, <laughs> like right off the bat, this, yeah. this literally, yeah, ha- hasn't, nothing started yet, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I never understood that. And um, whatever, I, I hold no ill will towards anyone at any label or anything like that. But um, I've seen it so many times, dude. I've seen it through us and then so many new artists that I've worked with in Nashville and LA. And it's like, you know, I won't say any names, but it's like, you know, oh yeah, me and my roommate, like we created, you know, this song and it ended up being like a, a big kind of Spotify moment. And then it's like, now we don't work together anymore and I'm in with, fill in the blank, big producer and all that stuff. Mm. And it's just like, that just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Yeah, um, yeah the, the loyalty factor is not as prevalent, which, I mean, it, some of that's probably cli- not, climbing the ladder and I get the human nature behind Yeah, it, I think but. it's it's less, I, I don't say that as like an artist problem because I've been in that situation. You yeah. just assume, okay, this is, you know, when you're talking about like, okay, this is the, label that signed all these huge bands and they're talking right. about oh yeah do you you know we should get you writing in with uh imagine dragons guys and we should get you you know um drummer from the 1975 like you guys get in this and you're like oh my god like yeah these people know what they're doing they're making you know huge artists and stuff and they're like right. you're like yeah for sure and um but i think Sometimes there's magic and you see like you're seeing it right now with Olivia Rodrigo and um and her guy where yeah. it's like or or Billy and Phineas is like a yeah. great example, right? Where it's like I can guarantee you, I can almost guarantee you that they've tried at some point, maybe it was in the beginning of her career, uh, with the ocean eyes, like when that moment was happening, to get Billy in with the biggest producers in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like kudos to her for sticking her ground and being like, no, like this is my vibe. And I think even if that wasn't successful, she would have been like, this is how I want to spend my time. This is who I want to make music with. Yeah. And that's just like more the place that I'm in now. And I think yeah. when I was, again, just young, like did not come from money or anything was working two jobs sleeping in a house with five dudes like you know a frat house situation and somebody is throwing around big money and huge collaborators and your dream is to do that it's like yeah okay we'll we'll not work with Keith for like the next thing yeah. right. and then you know and you're working with people who like are amazing at what they do but there's something to be said about like sticking up for that magic and like protecting it at least. I'm not saying don't experiment, like experiment, but anyways, sorry, I probably just been rattling off for way too long. That's been our MO from day one. Yeah. That's, that's key. 
How, how, um, this is kind of switching, not, not switching topics, but switching, uh, lanes a little bit, but how did, how, how, how's like y'all's dynamic as a band normally work? Like, is there someone that starts songs? Do y'all start all songs kind of together or who's like the producer role? How, how does that work with, with y'all? It's, um, it's definitely a little bit different, I think each time but also each like year of the band i think it's been different but it for the most part it's the three of us in the room and everybody is changing positions you know sometimes it's nick on the computer i'd say most of the time it's joey on computer um and when I say that, I mean like producing, but, um, he's just typing. Yeah. He's in chat GBT. Like <laughs> nightly song. Right. Yeah. You know, in the style of swing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but this, this album cycle specifically, uh, was like almost every song was started with the three of us holding instruments, playing yeah, in cool. a room not no computer involved type of a situation. Yeah. Um, almost, I'm trying to think if there was any songs that weren't that way. Um, so that's, that's been this, this time. And then we'll find parts that, that we love. And then, then we'll get into the computer, track them out and melodies, you know, and stuff. And then my, what I've been loving is we'll do that. If I have something like immediately, I'll get it out. But a lot of times I like to let my subconscious work if it's not coming right away. So we'll, we'll kind of a basic structure of the song. Then I'll go home and just sit down at my computer, play the track, record vocals, write lyrics, and then send that to the guys at like, they're like in bed sometimes yeah. <laughs> by the time I'm done or I'll send it the next morning and be like, what do you think of this? And so that's how most of them have been. It's been, it's been very like jam, like a lot of jamming, not cool. as much like we're laying in this progression and like building loops where we've, we've right. kind of done that that way in the past for some songs. This is like, there's a lot of songs where there's not really like loopy things in there. It's like mostly real instruments still like a song or two is like that. But, um, so yeah. And then there, there'll be times too. like, I spend a lot of time outside of just when we're together writing stuff. So I'll, even if we write a song during the day, I'll come home and write something at night and then send it to them. And then we'll kind of like work it up from there. So those are like the main ways. How do you find, and I may, I may word this differently for you, but <clears throat> you're a writer, like you're writing songs with other artists, i.e. guys like us, um, and then you're also writing stuff for your own project. How do you, do you segment that in your brain? Are you like, you know, tonight you're sitting with your acoustic and you come up with an idea. Are you like, this is sick, I need to save this for nightly, or is it, I hear Alan's voice on this for, let me throw this chorus to the, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you mm-hmm. kind of, do you segment those things or is it just kind of like there's one big pot and whatever feels right in the moment, you're just like, trust that it's going to land where it needs to or how does that? 
Um, it depends. Like, so January and most of February, at least the first half was like just nightly in my mind. Like I, I canceled all other sessions. Um, so it was always day and night, like yeah. whatever. Um, and I only just started writing for other artists in kind of like pandemic times. It might've even been 21. It was either like late 2020 or early 21. <clears throat> so I think I'm still, when I, like when I say I come back home, even when we're not making an album, I'd say we generally work during the day. That just works best yeah. for, for the guys. But I'm I'm like not a morning person. I'm I'm more of like a, a night person. I just I love making music like some people love skateboarding, you know? Like to me yeah. it's like that. And so I come home and I just make more music. And sometimes it's just purely experimental, like something that would never be nightly, you know, I might just make a loop that's like a trap beat or like a, a country thing or mm. something. Um, so in that case, it's obvious when it's not like for nightly. Mm. You guys and aren't going country, country traps, not your new, not, 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 not yet. yet. No, no. Okay. I'll never <laughs> I'm waiting never, for that album. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it would bang pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and then I will say I, I'm generally working with the artist if I'm working with another artist, you know? So um, there have been a few cases where it's been like a big artist and so I'll need to like prepare. Um, And so then I'll I'll be like thinking about ideas for that artist or things to bring in. But um, most of the time when I'm jamming, I'm like thinking of stuff that I, that I want to say. And sometimes yeah. it could be like too close to a song that I've written before subject matter wise. And then that's when I might like send it to my publisher and be like, Hey, I just wrote this. Like, what do you think? Kind of totally. a thing. Hmm. I don't, there's not a lot of times where I sit down and think like, I'm going to try and write a song for yeah Khalid or something like that. Right, unless, right. unless they at like I've been asked from my publisher for a song for a specific artist. And then again, then I'm like obviously going into it thinking right about them. So, yeah. Cool. I I was just curious how, because I know uh, when we started collabing together, it felt like you were definitely in like session mode, like doing more than just us. Like, you know, um, so it's, it's tough for me sometimes to segment, like if I'm helping produce someone else's song or album or whatever, but I'm also in Joan land always. It never stops. Like sometimes I find trouble like, okay, here's this melody. A, have I already used it over over here on that Joan song or that, that unreleased idea that's sitting on Dropbox? And is it close enough? Can I tweak it enough to where it still works over here? And so sometimes my brain like, and it's probably just a bad memory, but um, it's kind of tough for me to like keep everything, you know. For me, see, for me, it's like, one actually recharges the other. I find mm. when I'm mm. doing one thing all the time, I get like a little bit burnt out. Like, yeah. Um, even even on the nightly side, like we we got to a point where, like I said, we have like the. I mean, we have way more ideas, but we have like twelve things that we love, and we're just like, 
we're all kind of at that point where we're like enough stuff is written that we love that we're going to start producing stuff out. Mm -hmm. And, um, because I think we are a little like, we need, we need two weeks off of writing fortnightly because we've said so much. And it's like, you only have so much to say about your artist project. But for me, when I'm doing both, when I'm writing for other people, it's like, I don't know. It's like working out like your chest muscles. If you only ever do that, then like, a, your chest isn't going to get bigger because it never rests, but B, like there are other complementary muscles that will actually help you grow in strength. So it's mm-hmm. like, it'd be like, you know, a leg day and then like an upper body yeah. day. Like that's how it feels to me is one kind of recharges the other. <clears throat> yeah. When I, I think of you, most... I think of huge chest. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I can tell you've been really focusing on complementary muscles as well too, though. <laughs> You just really got the whole package. You do. Congrats. Thank you. What were we talking about? Yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) Thinking about your chest. My bad. Um, No, I. I. Yeah, that's that's like I get the most. I get the most energy when I've just written an amazing, an idea that I love. Yeah, like nothing makes me want to write another song more than when. I just wrote something, which like doesn't really make sense. I don't know how other people work, but if I've had a shit day of writing and I've burned through three ideas that all suck, I'm like, I don't, I like don't want to write almost, you know? But when I'm like, I just wrote something last night that's amazing. I come in and I feel pumped. Like, I'll, I'll be like, all right, let's do, let's write another idea. Like, let's go, let's keep going, you know? And most people, that's not the case. They're just like, you know, and I presented that idea a few times. That was like what happened with the Valley song was I was like, let's just take, we were, we were working for like two days or something like that. And we had written some other stuff. And I was like, let's just take 30 minutes and try and write a song in 30 minutes. If we can't, we turn the computer off. We're done. Um, and that's when we wrote um, their song. But so I love, I love that to me. It's like, it's just like, riding that wave of momentum Mm -hmm. as far as you can ride it. Because I think that like it, so much of it is like mental and getting out of your own way. I think when you sit there and you're like trying really hard to write Mm -hmm. and every word is like a struggle, you have to like get that out of the way and just start thinking less and then stuff just starts flowing. Well, and that was a great, that was a great point too about letting your subconscious work. And like, that's, that's encouraging for me to hear because that um, I think whenever, especially when we did, we did kind of a week or week and a half I can't remember in in Nashville and we tried to do as many sessions as we could then two days yeah, yeah and it was like it there, there's a part of it where it's cool and it's like getting reps in where it's it's like a lot of those writers or a lot of sessions you're in it seems like you need the song done in that session and like, yeah, you know, it it feels like almost like, um, just trying to catch as much magic as you can and literally like trying to put, you know, the, the end note on the song, like in that two hour session or whatever you're doing for me and my brain, I have a really hard time with that, especially lyrically and especially like thinking through like an, uh, like whatever project, you know, we're working on, Um, and so I, that was like cool for me to see and it was cool for me to try and like get reps in, but I'm very much someone that like 
my best ideas come at like whenever I can't fall asleep at night and I'm just like looking and staring up at the ceiling and I'm like, I can't sleep. What about this idea? And what about this lyric on this, on this second verse or whatever? And like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's cool to hear that, that you kind of work that way too, is like not necessarily needing to get stuff done in the session session with nightly, like during the day, like you can go home and like kind of let your brain work and, and, you know, finish them out and like let it come naturally rather than just like, cause cool stuff can come like forcing in the session or not forcing, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. spending time in the session, but some of the best stuff comes, you know, in the shower, just like randomly too. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's important to, to make sure you're trying to like literally let it just work all the time yeah. and catch it whenever it's hitting. Um, and yeah, there's, uh, there's definitely positives to both. Like totally. Sometimes for myself, I don't, unless, unless like, again, the wave is still there and we're all still feeling super like everybody's dancing around the room and like, we're excited. And what about this? And what about this? And how about this lyric? Like whatever, like I'll ride that as long as it lasts. But as soon as that goes away, I don't like putting in lyrics as like placeholders. Mm. Um, well, I should say, yeah, I don't like, I guess I don't like forcing it in the moment. You know, it's yeah. fine to have something that is like a placeholder if it's just like gibberish or whatever, yeah. or like it gets me to where I want to go. Like if I'm just like, I can rewrite, especially with like verses and stuff, but I would rather just leave with a blank track than yeah. have a song that I think is like shit, you know? Yeah. Because then yeah. I probably won't go back and edit it, or if I do, it's going to be really hard for me to get this other idea that yeah. I know I don't like out of my head and I'm just yeah. gonna like automatically look at that song as like I don't I don't love it you know as much as like when yeah. we were first creating it so right. yeah. I'm fine with either way you know yeah I'm fine with finishing something in the room or if it just feels like every song on this album has been has started with just verse chorus and then that gives me space to still like yeah. think about the second verse I'm a big like first verse chorus person mm. um it's exactly how we write yeah we write yeah we may have done that i think there there's a song we we're finishing with you um that isn't finished yet but i think we have verse chorus and maybe some ideas on the second verse but i think we all it had been like two hours and we were all just kind of like this feels like a really good place to stop like anything past this might feel forced we can finish it later, you know, like, or we can do another set, whatever. And so, um, it, it, it is like, I, I think of one, uh, funny story of with a writer that I won't name, but, um, an example of getting bogged down on details that don't matter in the moment. We wrote like a kind of the same thing, verse and chorus, and it wasn't really our style. And it was just like a fun kind of exercise. And <laughs> granted there was whiskey involved. So I think everyone was feeling maybe ta- a tad loose and having fun. And, uh, there was a he, he wanted to write or do a demo vocal, and so I'm like at the at my computer with none of my gear. It's just like my computer and my interface, and I'm in this writing room in Nashville and whatever. And he, he's like specifically telling me each frequency that I need to carve out for his vocal to do that. And like it was getting in the minutia, and it's like 11 p.m. and I'm just like, bro, I'm just ready to go home, man. Like I don't. The song wanna- was written. We had a work tape and everything. It was just like. 
Just re- oh, we're we're like trying to like track finish this whole thing. Yeah. Right. I'm like, will yeah. you just get your vocal down, <laughs> sing it? You sound awesome. I promise I'll make it sound good. But like next week, like I don't yeah. want to do this right now. <laughs> so it's even even that minutia. I'm just kind of like some people love that. That's his world. He loves like leaving with like a really polished demo. And I'm like, sure, I like that. But if it's not happening and it's midnight, I'm like, I'm not staying up till three to make sure your vocal sounds good. You know, I'm just like, I'm, that's yeah. not my world that I'm living in. So everybody's so different. I like, I saw some interview with uh, Maddie Healy where he was said something that was like so interesting to me where it was like they, he made it sound like they write the album and he just, has nonsense lyrics throughout like mm. the whole album. And then he goes huh. away somewhere for like a month and writes all the lyrics and the album's like done, you know, not done, done, but it's yeah, like, yeah. they have like all these songs with just no words. And I was like, huh. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's kind of what he made it sound like in the interview. And so everybody just, I think it's just like what works for you, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, Like I tried to like, I try to avoid the wall at all costs. So whatever tricks I know about myself to get away from just the wall where it's just mm. like everybody's staring and you're like, yeah, I don't know, maybe crazy baby. Uh, <laughs> like, And you're just like, like whatever I can do to get away from that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I'll just, I'll just, try and avoid that, you know? And yeah. like part of that is like being not not overthinking in the moment when it's flowing, get it out even if the lyrics suck, but when it's flowing, because there are some people that literally will sit there and try and get every word of the verse perfect before you've even like written the idea. And again, right. if that works for you, that's fine. For me, I know I can rewrite any lyric. I just mm-hmm. want to like get the general idea out as fast as possible. 100%. And it's like, you know, we've worked together and you're like, well, maybe not this, but something like this and yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, oh, cool. And then you go back and you're like, oh, okay, we could make that part better. Yeah. But you never right. get to the point of we can make that part better if we didn't get to the <laughs> original thing, you know? Totally. So, and the unthought, the unprocessed kind of a raw unfiltered ideas spark for you maybe a whole new line that wouldn't have come out otherwise had yeah steven not thrown out that on the against the wall or whatever yeah um yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. it's all about like unblocking but when i feel like that's that's like a uh, uh everyone's personal preference thing but also like personality differences like some people are nervous to do that they're like why well, don't like if they're projecting like I like this artist a lot that I'm working with or this writer and I want to like impress them. It's like, I don't want to throw out a crap idea if, you know, blah, 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 which I wish everyone's guard could just be gone and down mm-hmm. and, and everyone just be, hey, it's an equal level playing field here in this room for this next three hours. We just want to make the best song or songs that we can. Um, I've definitely felt that to where I've had to, I've, I'm lyrical to an extent, but like Steven, that's way more, way more his brain than mine. And so like, I'm, I get bogged down on like, I want to make this melody like perfect. Right. Um, and so I'm thinking like, how can we, it's not quite, it's not like hitting my brain quite right yet. Like it's not hooky enough. And then by that time he's already thought of an entire narrative for for, for the song. And so that works well for us because we can kind of segment our brains and go, and he knows I'm working on, um, a melodic shift here. I know that he's trying to write that third that third line and by the end of it we have like a product. And then like yeah. you said, you can edit 
all the way up to recording that final vocal. I mean, like, honestly. And totally. we luckily, like, we, our buddy Maddie mixes all of our stuff. I can literally send him a, a, a line the day he's mixing. Like, hey, man, we've been unsettled on this second verse line. Will you pop this in real quick? And he's like, yep, yeah, no problem. You know, so that yeah. helps to work with people that love you and won't get pissed when you do that. But, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but it's all editable for sure. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, sick. How long have we been talking? <laughs> Too long. Four hours? Too long. Um, yeah. Man, I... I, I don't really know what else to say. I I thanks for taking your time out of your day to chat with us. We part, basically part of what we like have loved just like meeting other artists and everything is just like exactly that, like finding out their process and like seeing what like uh kind of sparks, you know, joy like making music and like the yeah. creative process and everything and uh so I we we just really love hearing about it and and obviously love you and like a a big fan of yours. So thanks for taking your time out and chatting with us. I love you boys. You're both very beautiful and very <laughs> talented and I'm very excited for your album and thanks. all the things. I'm I'm lucky to be your friend. So thanks for having me. We're wow. lucky to be so yours. sweet. Wow, I'm going to cry now. I um, can't I can't wait to see what comes for Nightly this year yep. and years beyond and uh yeah. Awesome. We're rooting you. you on, buddy. That's right. Thank you, Love boys. you, bud. All right. Have a great day, guys. All right. Bye. Thank you.